This FPL season has definitely been go, go, go. A nonstop hustle all the time. Matches, deadlines, unexpected blank and double game weeks, on top of everything the real world has had in store. Sometimes you need a moment to turn off and hit reset. That's when you reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. For me personally, supporting Fulham during this last year has been a true roller coaster ride. Honestly, when that Adama Traore goal flew past Areola in the 92nd minute of game week 31, the only thing that saved my mental state, the only thing that calmed my nerves, was cracking open a Coors Light. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. That way, you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. And listen, everyone, summer is pretty much here. It's about to get hot in New York. An ice-cold Coors Light is such a perfect way for me to beat that summertime heat. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light and the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate. Hail cheaters, and welcome to the Always Cheating Fantasy Premier League Podcast. My name is Josh. I'm here with Brandon. Brandon, how are you? You know what they say, Josh, pride before the fall. Mm. We will talk more about our individual game weeks, but um, I went from my best game week last week to my worst. So safe to say game week 37 um, was was a pretty pitiful <laughs> FPL week. It's like yeah. we're going out with a whimper here. Is there some psychological thing there? Because this is kind of like what I did, where I had this amazing week, and then I, um, I didn't triple Captain Mane. And like, is there something about doing well in fantasy where the next week it's like you want to prove it was all skill and not luck or something, and you want to like, it's like you yeah. want to like be like, yeah, see, it's all me. I'm like, <laughs> I'm the genius. <laughs> like, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna make some move that no one else is considering. I think we see this in the Great British Baking Show from mm-hmm. time to time, where the person who gets Star Baker. Somehow mm-hmm. they have an off week immediately following, but you know the judges kind of say, "Well, we know that they're star baker caliber, so we'll let them get away with you know right. the soggy bottom just this once." Mm-hmm. That's true. And so you had very soggy bottom. How many points did you finish with on this game week in the end? Oh man! Uh, so I finished with thirty-one points, and mm-hmm. if you take into account my minus four transfer <laughs> to bring in Marcus Rashford. That's a net yeah. 27 points. Well, so yeah. I scored more than a hundred more points last yeah. week than I did this week. Um, <laughs> yeah. And both I, so single game weeks. Yeah. That's, 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 that's rough. The, the Rashford transfer, um, we had a, a good discussion going on the Patreon slack about Manchester United's form versus mm-hmm. this really tasty fixture against Huddersfield. Right. Of course, it blew up in everyone's face. And I have been obsessed with how do I make the best joke um, possible with uh, with a Chinatown reference? Like, forget <laughs> it, Jake. It's Huddersfield mm-hmm. town. Right. I right. can't quite get it to make sense. But that mm-hmm. that does. It feels like that explains how I feel about Manchester United versus Huddersfield. 
Yeah, it's what's what makes it even weirder is now it's now that someone we're going to talk. So obviously, this podcast is going to be all about Game Week thirty eight. There's only one week left. It's very simple, right? Um, and we're going to talk a lot about that in just just a second here. But yeah, I mean, it's it's even trickier because Sun is yeah one of the most insane red cards you'll ever see, right? I mean, just given the player and given that this is kind yeah. of what what felt like it would have been a must win game for them if everyone else hadn't done so poorly. Uh, and then for him just, you know, it was, it was a wild moment. And then of course I got the second red card, but son, son being out, it's like there's the, there's a kind of a perfect replacement in Paul Pogba, who is almost exactly the same price, um, has an excellent home fixture final week of the season. But then you're like anyone who watched that Manchester United match is like, I don't know if I can stomach bringing in another player, you know, cause no. Uh, it's so painful. So yeah, just a weird game. I finished on 37, which is, uh, I guess, I mean, it's 10 better. So I will, I will take that. I mean, it was, uh, but it was, you know, really rough game week. I was really frustrated. I I had triple captained Aguero, which again, like, yeah, did I make a mistake? Triple captain Aguero this week instead of Sadia money last week? Of course I did. Um, it was a giant error, but you know, you got to look at these things in context too. I mean, in the end, it cost me 11 points, right? Like it's, it's, it's too bad, you know, mm-hmm. but it's 11 points. I'm on 2,396 points on the season, right? So yeah, it's a triple captain fail. It stinks, but it's, you know, 11 points out of 2,400, you know? Um, yeah. so it, it's good to keep that kind of stuff in perspective and not, not get too worked up about it. I think the, these chips in general are like we talk about them a ton, and we sort of, and and obviously they're you know they're hugely important. If you get it right, it can make a massive difference. But um, getting it wrong is usually not a season killer. You know, it's yeah. more like it can only help you. You know, as it did with you last week. Um, so yeah, yeah. So I, f- I felt bad today because I was rooting actively against Aguero to do anything, not because I didn't want your team to do well. Yeah, you've already roundly beaten me in our season-long head-to-head so that's right. done you're already kind of out of reach in our cash league so that's done mm-hmm. i'm on the beach more or less i was just rooting against aguero because i don't have him and if he hit on a captain that would mean yep. i would have probably dropped out of the top 10k overall so i yeah i was it's it's so rare in which i'm actually rooting for you to do well josh Mm-hmm. Um, it just so happened that it coincided with me needing Aguero to not do anything. <laughs> no, totally understand. It, it, it was frustrating because I did drop out of the top 1K. Um, I'm 1,109 overall now. So it's like one of those things where it's it, – we talked about this in an earlier podcast. I think it's like you know, you just – it's all relative and like – obviously I will be thrilled with this season no matter what happens. You know, there's like, there's no scenario in which this isn't a great season for me, but you know, like two weeks ago I was 500 overall and I had two transfers in hand and a triple captain still to play, you know, and somehow I've, I've doubled my rank since then. So, you know, viewed through like a certain lens, it's kind of frustrating viewed through like a longer lens. Obviously it isn't that big of a deal. Um, but now my goal is to basically finish in the top 1K, which um, I feel pretty good about. I really like my team going into this game week. Um, you know, we'll talk about um, talk about that in, in a couple minutes here. But um, I think there's a lot of it's it's a tricky week. I think for um, yes. for transfers for captains, um, yeah, and, and like there's the players like teams like Wolverhampton who have been, you know great fantasy gold all season like you know a lot of people have two or three Wolverhampton players like do you play them at all in this match um a lot to consider so um let's get let's get right into it i did i did want to first note here brandon that um we are going to do an always cheating meetup at the black horse this sunday 
Um, I always like to note that you do not have to have interacted with us before. Uh, we, we said this before the UK trip too. If you have never, remember we met that great guy Sean, who like we absolutely never talked yeah. To him he, a, yeah, he just yeah. walked up to us right there and said, "Are you yeah. guys always cheating?" <laughs> um, so if you have just never, you know, like if you've never talked to us, interacted with us at all, but you live in Brooklyn or you you want to come out to Brooklyn, um, that's where we're going to be on Sunday. We'll get there. Um, um, nice and early, or at least certainly before the matches start. So, um, yeah, Black yeah. Horse can get quite busy on Championship Sunday. And and heads up to our friend Jazz, who is probably listening right now. If you're bartending, we'll be there. We're yeah. and we're bringing the always cheating army with us. <laughs> That's right. We're coming on Mother's Day, so I, I did get special <laughs> Mother's Day permission uh, to go out for a couple hours and watch this match. This happens like every year where it's it's brutal. It's like, man, am I really gonna? Go out on Mother's Day and do this, but you know, bring mom block, down to the Black Horse. Come on, maybe, it'll be maybe, a blast. Maybe I will. Maybe I will. <laughs> uh, so come down and meet up with us. Uh, I think both of us. I think both of us are like we're trying to we're trying to make sure our energy is up right now. I think both of us are like a little flattened by this game. Like it kind of knocked us back a little bit, you know. So, yeah, um, I it, I look a little bit like uh, Mustafi right now. <laughs> I'm just kind of like flailing around right. the penalty area. I'm not sure whether I should play the space or play the ball. Yeah. Please, God, help me. Yeah, I'm like I'm a little. I feel a little bit like Raheem Sterling right now in this Leicester match. I'm just running around, trying too hard. I don't really know what I'm doing. I'm just. I'm. I'm I, he and Bernardo Silva were both just like they. They were trying hard. It was just they were not playing smart. You know, it was yeah. just like uh, maybe Silva. I mean, Silva had some interesting moments, but it was like both of them were just like they wanted it so bad. You know, and I don't think yes. I don't think it, it helped them. So um, anyway, always cheating Super League um, is uh, is updated. Actually, the scores are updating kind of slowly right now, but we do have the Super League updated. Uh, let's read through that top ten, Brian. You want to read it? Yeah, starting at number 10, it's Richard Jenkins, full of flair in ninth place. Fabio Borges, Clichy's Clean Sheets. In eighth, it's Guy Guy, Wijnaldum Leviosa. Seventh place, Bjorn Elson Malt, Love Lou. Dropping down to sixth place, it's Andy Sullivan's Fantasy Foxes. In fifth place, Orange Bulldogs. That's Constantinos Ofenades' team. Fourth place, Paul Jones at Sky Player in FPL. Third place, it's Christer Landro, Landro's 11. In second place, it's Matty Fosum's No Transfer Lane. And holding fast in first place, it's Matthew Shannon's Nacho Nacho Man, who uh, I think last we checked in, Matt Shannon was in was fourth overall in the world. 35 points on the game week. He's dropped all the way down to ninth place overall in the world. And Josh, you, <laughs> you put the call out last week, Matt, if you're out there listening, hit us up, let us know what your secret is. So, uh, Matt Shannon followed up and sent us an email, which was really cool to hear from him. He said specifically about how he's played this season. Unfortunately, there is no secret herbs and spices to my good year, other than a pre- pretty decent amount of luck at key times and drinking my daily coffee from my hail cheaters mug. Now, if that's not a uh, a, a selling tagline <laughs> for the always right. shooting shop, I don't yeah, know what is. He was remarkably chill for someone who was who was when when he was emailing us was fourth overall. I mean, still he's still ninth overall. I would be actively freaking out right now, like like I, I would want it too bad, you know. Yeah. Um, but he was like, "Yeah, it's great, you know, going well, <laughs> number four overall. It's it's good." <laughs> So uh, yeah, congrats to him. And uh, I think he, did you mention this or not? But uh, yeah, the top fifty-three managers in the Austrian uh, Super League are all in the top one K. So uh, congrats to everyone who has 
having a great season. Um, rant of the week, Brandon, we have just one. Uh, this is from Sam Danby from the Slack. He says, my rant is that in August, I thought it would be a good idea to commit a majority of my paternity hours to making a Premier League fantasy football team. I'm impressed. I... What did I do on my paternity leave? It wasn't. It was nothing that impressive. Um, <laughs> Cared for your child, perhaps? Maybe. There's not a lot you can do. You know, okay. they're mostly sleeping. You um, watched The Sopranos, like uh, oh, front yeah, to back. I, that's right. We did watch The Sopranos. That's right. That's exactly what we did. Uh, it says, including making rules on how he would play this uh, fantasy Premier League season. It says, my rant is my inability to stick to these rules, and yet I continue to use all my free time trying to manage this team and force it right down the toilet. Wow, Sam, we've all been there. Absolutely. And I feel like yeah, we always find ourselves being very introspective at the end of a long season. Like These are mm-hmm. the things that I definitely did wrong. I can't wait to get to the next season. I will be a new man, a changed man. <laughs> Honey, I promise I will take out the trash and do the dishes next week. Mm-hmm. Trust right. me. Believe right. me. Is yeah. that actually going to happen? I don't know. <laughs> you, you 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 mean it when you say it, right? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, all right. All right. Uh, let's talk about Patreon real quick, and then we can get to our Game Week 38 preview. A couple of thank yous. Uh, even this late in the season, people um, are joining the Patreon, and we really appreciate the support. At the Volkswagen tier, Sean Murphy joins us. Welcome, Sean. And at the Mbicani level, Max Wallace if you want to support what Josh and I do with the Always Cheating Podcast, you can visit patreon.com slash alwayscheating. There are multiple tiers of support. Just a little way to say thank you for what Josh and I do each week on the Always Cheating Pod. That's right. And uh, anyone who pledges this month, just a heads up, June is a free month. We are giving everybody June um, as a as a, everyone who you know who pledges going into May or through May, um, and everyone obviously has pledged before that too. Um, we'll just get that month for free, and we're actually planning to do uh, some Patreon exclusive pods uh, during the summer. We're taking the summer off, right? I mean, we're mm-hmm. taking May May and June off. I think by July we'll be back and and doing everything the way we normally do. But um, like, cause like July is like when they start launching the, um, you know, the, the new site or we can just start previewing things, talking about prices and stuff like that. So yeah. I, I hope yeah. Timu Pukki's uh, Wikipedia page is updated <laughs> by then. I think yeah, that's true. We can talk about the promoted oh. teams. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, our last kitchen table sesh, our Q and a session on our podcast, uh, Patreon podcast feed will be this week. But yeah, like you say, Josh, other exclusive pods coming to our Patreon subscribers yeah. after the end of the season. And just a quick note, if you uh, need a reward for your mini league, check out the Always Cheating Shop, alwayscheating.com slash shop. Got mugs, t-shirts, sweatshirts, some kind of swag there if you're interested in getting some prizes for folks in your mini league. Perfect. Brandon, let's take a break. We'll get back. Talk about Game Week 38. All right, Brian, we're back. Game week 38. It's our final game week preview of the season. Although we were, we were going to do one next week, too. We'll do a, we'll do a season wrap-up podcast next week. But it's our final preview podcast, Brandon. It's always mm-hmm. sad when you see all 10 of them grouped together like this, right? You know, all <laughs> I just assume when you, when you look at game week 38, you just assume that they haven't assigned dates and times for these <laughs> right, fixtures exactly. yet. Exactly, yeah. But nope, there they are. They're all right there. It's funny because like Brighton Man City is at the top of this list. And so I'm like, oh, like that's the early match. It's like, nope, that are they're all just all the same time. Yeah, don't don't captain yeah. anyone in the Brighton Man City uh, match because if they don't hit, it's gonna ruin the rest of your game week, right? <laughs> that Vincent Company goal was insane, right? <laughs> it's un- it's insane on so many levels. I mean, it's insane that that will probably 
yeah. give the title to Man City. Like it looked like that match was heading to a draw at that point. And like one of the best goals the, you'll ever see to like win the title. <laughs> did you see Raheem Sterling's tweet where there was a there was a still taken from when a company is taking the shot? You can see uh, Sterling in the background, and he's giving this look of like, I cannot believe you're doing this. Why are you <laughs> shooting the ball? You're our central defender. Um, awesome. So Raheem tweets this picture, and he's just like, I love you, Vinny. <laughs> uh, it was incredible. I mean, and then for it to be the the only goal in the match, I, I still think they would have found a way to score regardless. I mean, they were they were like, it was like it was like they were up a man. I mean, it was you know complete yeah. one way traffic, but. I will tell you one thing about that that goal. It's it's the ultimate FPL assist from Emmerich Laporte, where he you you can see Laporte, he looks this way, that way. He's like, well, nothing's on. So I guess I'm just gonna do a square pass to the guy who the only person farther back on the pitch is our goalkeeper. <laughs> right. And yeah. there you go. Suddenly that's an assist and dialed into three bonus for Laporte. I love this man. Yeah, it, it was amazing. You know, I actually brought him in this week too. It's like the only thing I did right was uh, I brought in Rashford, who looked freaking terrible. Uh, but that did, but bringing him in from Vardy allowed me to move from Duffy to uh, Laporte. So um, then, yeah, that was a, a huge net ten points. Uh, so uh, yeah, Laporte's the man, and I'm, I'm glad to have him back. Uh, yeah. All right, Brian, we got lots of questions. Uh, I try, basically we just got key questions. That's, that's all we're gonna. Nothing fancy for this episode. It's just there's lots of big important questions. Um, first one, uh, a question that's relevant for many, many, many of us, um, which is FPL Ant asks, "Who is the best son replacement?" Um, I've listed a few here, Brandon. Um, okay. Let me just let me just rattle them off, and you say yes or no, okay? Okay. Just simple yeah. yes or no, no explanation, just yes or no, and then we'll uh-huh. from those yeses we'll try to narrow things down. All right, sure. Pogba, Pogba, yes. Madison, no. Bernardo, yes. David Silva, no. <laughs> Tielemans, no. <laughs> Sigurdsson, yes. Lucas, no, thank you. Uh, Millie. Qualified, yes. Come back to me on that one. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So that leaves us with uh, Pogba. You said no on Madison or yes on Correct. Madison? Correct. I, I do yeah, not no. like this okay. Leicester Chelsea fixture All right. so very we've got much. Pogba, Pogba, Bernardo, Siggy, uh, and Millie. Okay. So that's four. That's four. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm good with those four. I think Tielemans okay. could be could be fun. I mean, he did nothing in that match, but uh, but he yes. has looked really dangerous. Leicester at home. It's just Chelsea. I'm not sure what to expect from Chelsea in game week 38. Um, I don't think that we're going to see any major rotation with Chelsea assets that we'd consider for our FPL team. Right. I mean, you look at the guys who are prone to rotation, Ruby Loftus-Cheek and Barkley and uh, I can't even remember the Eastern European dude's name anymore because he plays so infrequently. Willian. Kovacic. Kovacic, yeah. exactly. Yeah. 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 And Conte. None of these guys uh, – going into game week 38 are going to turn the tide for you or shore things up. I don't really see the point in bringing them in. So guys like Hazard, maybe Higuain or a defender, I don't expect to see a lot of rotation there. Yeah. Um, and I, based on that, I do think that Chelsea are going to have their chest puffed up a little bit with this top four status. It's yeah. going to be a bit of a fight. Yeah. It's yeah. I, I guess you're right. I mean, I think they're, they're locked in, right? Yeah. So 
Mm-hmm. I mean, everything is locked in yeah. right now, Josh. Yeah. Yeah. Everything is locked in except the title between City and Liverpool. So That's no amazing. one's playing for top four. No one's playing for relegation. The concern is that at this point, is are all the managers going to roll out the B team and and give some of the uh, the um, academy players like an appearance bonus or anything like that? Yeah. I, I I don't know. I mean, obviously, yeah. I don't know. We yeah, can well, talk this a little is, bit this more about question, that. Yeah, there's a question here that I'll, I'll just move up because I, I think it's relevant in this case. Uh, Matt Seward says, um, with te- with most teams now on the bench, what teams would you be concerned about uh, with rotation? So um, yeah, we can, I bet we can, we can really just go down the list right now. Um, mm-hmm. So Brighton, Man City, no concerns there. Um, obviously, Brighton, they have a pretty small squad, and Man City are um, trying to win the league. Um, yeah. Burnley, no concern, but Arsenal, I think yes. I think that Arsenal, you you could be concerned about it because they will have played the second leg of the Europa League just days before, and now they have nothing to play for, right? Mm-hmm. They pretty much. Yeah, I mean, in. I guess I guess they do play for table like the end of season table position. If Arsenal lose their uh, Europa League tie on Thursday, which doubtful that they will. Presumably both Chelsea and yeah. Arsenal move on it's to the way, final. though. It's definitely possible. Yeah, if they were to lose, then I think maybe you get the strongest possible Arsenal lineup on Sunday just for their playing for table position and and that sort of thing. They really have they have no other match before they break for the summer. If but, they do have yeah. the a Europa League final to think about, yeah, they, they don't want some of their best players to pick up injuries against Burnley. Isn't it weird how um, how late the – does it feel like the Europa League and the Champions League are much later this year than they normally are? The Europa yeah, League like, – yeah, the Europa League final is May 29th and I think the Champions League final is like June 2nd or something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, yeah, I think you're weird. right. Yeah. It's strange. I think Mer- Mercury must be in retrograde. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Arsenal, there could be some some possibility there. I mean, just because I, I mean, it's not like they need to rest anybody, but uh, you know, they don't. They also don't. Sure, you know, plenty they, of time yeah. between their yeah. final match of the season and the possibility of a Europa League. <laughs> if you can get that three and a half weeks rest, you know, it's, it can be useful. It's very um, important. Palace, Bournemouth, I mean, in theory, no, although Bournemouth have been rotating a little bit. I mean, Bournemouth basically gave that match to Spurs, and Spurs said, nah, you can have it back. I don't want, <laughs> I don't want to win this match. Um, yep. Yeah, Fulham, Fulham, Newcastle, uh, not super relevant, I guess, but I don't see a lot of rotation there. No. Um, Leicester, Chelsea, maybe a little bit, as we just talked about. Um, but sorry, doesn't rotate that much. So, I mean, I think, you know, someone like Hazard is certainly going to play. Uh, Liverpool Wolves, um, no, I, I, Wolves maybe just a, a touch, but I feel like, you know, there's something about playing such a big match that I, I feel like it would be kind of disgraceful if Wolves like just didn't roll out <laughs> something close to their top side, right? Like if they just played this, all, yeah. you know, squad players or something, it would be kind of like disrespectful to the title. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Gibbs White gets to run out in this match. Maybe yeah. yeah yeah exactly maybe not the full eleven but it should be pretty close to the full. Squad. I, I I totally agree absolutely yeah. 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 Uh, Man United Cardiff I think Man United is too beat up to to rotate. 
Yeah, and then uh, OGS comes out in his post game after Huddersfield and says, "You've seen the last of some United players," and that's a very cryptic thing to say. What <laughs> is that? Just, yeah, he's been just negging on that whole team for like a month now. It's I mean, that guy's a complete. He's a complete coward. He's not going to bench Pogba. <laughs> I mean, when uh, does he get fired next year? Is it? Does he last until September? Like, does he make it to? Like I, there's no way that guy's still managing them in October. I, I refuse to. Play. No, I mean yeah, John Bruin said on second captains on Monday that you know if if Ed Woodward had any cajones, uh, yeah. he'd just fire him immediately after the season <laughs> is over because it's not happening. It's not yeah. going to work. So yeah. you know if you don't recognize that now, then what what team are you watching? Um, all right, let's keep let's keep going with our rotation rankings here. Uh, Southampton, Huddersfield, Southampton did rotate a little bit in 37. But I actually think that's maybe okay for some of their assets because I find it hard to believe that Ward Prowse and Redmond would not start this final match of the season, right? I feel like the the like rotate the squad stuff happened in thirty seven, and then in thirty eight they're going to roll out with a strong squad. Do you agree with Absolutely. that? Absolutely, and it, yeah. it's it's a home match at St Mary's to end the season. They escaped relegation. They haven't. They've had a pretty poor run of results the last couple of weeks, but it's still kind of a feel-good story with Hasenhutl mm-hmm. coming in and totally. kind of changing the tide. It's going to be a celebration. They're playing. I don't want to uh, strike up this Huddersfield narrative again that really bit us with Manchester United and thirty-seven, but yeah, um, it should be a fun game for Southampton. Of course, Ward Prowse is is beloved at that club. He's definitely <laughs> starting. He's yeah. definitely starting. Yeah, I'm actually I've got a three five two right now with my bus team. I've got Ward Prowse and uh Delafeo starting. So uh we'll talk about him actually just in in two games, Brandon, and in, in two two teams from now. Uh Spurs Everton, um who knows? I mean I guess now that they don't Spurs. now I mean now that they don't have Spurs Sun, do not have eleven players to right. play. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, what? How can you rotate when you don't have any players? It's sort of um, yeah. This is so this is this weird. is why going back to the son question, who shouldn't he be changing his name to Hungman Shove? <laughs> that's not huh? bad. Uh, that's not, not bad, bad, huh? Yeah. Right. I mean, um, Everton like, like could go on. Go on. I was going to say I like that there was this whole thing. It was like, like, well, you know, like, yeah, it was bad what he did, but he was provoked. It was like, yeah, like. Duh! Like, of course he was provoked. Like uh, you're, you don't. Most people like get red. Like who do that kind of red card are provoked. But I mean, yeah. in the context, it was crazy they did that. It's like an automatic red card. You know, I mean, Josh. Was, Josh, yeah. just in the world to be in the world, you are being provoked constantly. <laughs> you don't see people out there yeah. just shoving everyone onto the no. subway tracks. Exactly. And all. So I was going to say, you and I ride the subway. <laughs> we each ride it twice a day. Everything drives me crazy on the subway. It drives me bonkers. So, yeah, I don't see a lot of rotation with Spurs or Everton. God, Everton are playing it so well right now. So impressive, you know? God, yeah, that, like, that's yeah. why I flagged uh, Sigurdsson, especially sure. for that Spurs match. I mean, it's a way, but I agree. Everton look really good, really yeah, good form to close the season. And then uh, Watford, West Ham. I think uh, you know the question with Watford is: Do they rotate? Um, you know, ahead of the FA Cup final the next week. And mm-hmm. in theory, I think the answer is yes. But I wonder if they feel like they need to get their team into form a little more. I, I don't know. I mean, I, what do you think? 
If you had a player like De La Feu who you felt was a linchpin to you hoisting the FA Cup, would you really let him anywhere near Mark Noble? I wouldn't. <laughs> well, that's a good Mark, question. The Mark problem, Noble will, will, will just put his studs straight into his kneecap and not yeah. think twice. I think the problem is that they just lost a bunch of matches in a row. And you would – I don't know. It just like do you really want to like risk losing another match and like basically go into the FA Cup having – drop something like 11 mat like 11 points out of 12 you know yeah. i just i wonder if they need to be a little stronger it's also a home match i feel like if it was an away match i'd be they might be more likely to rest because there's nothing to like kind of maybe it's like you can already consider it a bit of a loss anyway but it's west ham at home I, it's a, like a bit of a derby i guess I, I don't know i just feel like um i i, I feel like he's going to play a pretty strong team um but I don't know. That's just my that's my instinct. But maybe that's just because I really yeah. want Delphi to start, and so I'm like convincing myself that's that's true. Yeah, I don't think you're wrong, and I I, I don't think we should overthink it. I I guess Watford is going to be probably the hardest lineup to predict out of all of these, even considering Chelsea and Arsenal with the Europa League. So yeah, it's it's one we're going to have to think about and sort of mind the pressers. It's going to be the hardest one to call. Yeah, and um, yeah, I, I think so too. I hope we get some kind of leak for any of these teams, really. Um, and yeah, is and there a just, Hornets Express out there somewhere that's going <laughs> to leave the lineup for us? Got to find it. Um, so just to get back to that Sun replacement question, um, which we like started talking about like nine minutes ago, um, I th- actually think that I would still go Pogba. Um, just because mm-hmm. I think he's going to shoot like every chance he gets, he's just going to constantly uh-huh. be shooting. Um, and uh, I mean, he actually could have had a brace in that match. I mean, you know, I mean, every, every he didn't take any shots like inside the box. I feel like, but he was he was really aggressive. And yeah, actually, God, did he? I feel like maybe he actually did have like a header or something that he almost scored on. Um, maybe in the first half of that match too. So I think I'm going to go with Pogba. I just, in the end, it's like Siggy is tempting, but it's still a way to Spurs. You know, it's still a way at the new White Hart Lane. Many are home to Cardiff. Cardiff just got relegated. They have nothing to play for. I mean, the only reason I wouldn't play Pogba is if I thought he wasn't going to start, you know, if I thought he wasn't going to, so I'm not going to make any transfers. I don't know about you, uh, but I'm not going to make any transfers until, uh, like the last possible minute, you know. I'm oh like, God, yeah, no! Yeah, I mean, deadline. presumably, I mean, Sun's value is high enough, or if if we're looking at Pogba and Siggy, or or similar, all these players on the list, I don't mm-hmm. think you're going to be sweating money too much. And I also don't think that the, uh, there are going to be a lot of price changes this yeah. week. So don't worry about that too much. FPLstatistics.co.uk is one of our favorite sites just to monitor the price market so if you're concerned if you're if you're on zero pounds in the bank just check that out to make sure you're good yeah. but yeah beyond that just wait till you have all information possible yep. so kun karam had a question brandon about um what is the possibility that a hit is worth it in game week 38 are you are you considering a hit at all is that something that's on as that's uh, on the table for you as a possible yes. option it is a possible option i don't i don't i can't recommend it because, um, yeah, I just don't recommend it. But what I really, the dilemma I have, and I see Kuhn noted this in his question, is I have Jimenez up front uh, mm-hmm. for Wolves, and they're away at Anfield. And that's just one of the worst fixtures you can have for the striker. We can talk more about Jimmy and how he thrives against top six teams. But yeah, the differential, I am 
I've been just really kind of gearing myself up for the last couple of weeks is this Crystal Palace Bournemouth game. Mm -hmm. And it is really tempting to get Zaha in for Palace home Bournemouth. And that's kind of why I said Milivojevic was my qualified Mm -hmm. uh, replacement for Son. Right. Because, you know, if Milivojevic is basically uh, Zaha's shooting leg, (laughs) <laughs> like Zaha goes down in the box, Mil- right. Milivojevic converts. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I could see that maybe, maybe I could just, you know, cut the bicycle in half and keep Jimmy and go yeah. Millie for Sun. But I think that's going to be, you know, these are two teams, particularly with the injuries that Palace have suffered in their defense. These yep. are two teams that can't really defend, but can score. It could be a really high scoring affair. Yeah, I I like Millie as a, as an option. Um, I I just kind of made the the case for Pogba. Um, just and again, the the case for me is just that he is going to try to pad his stats, and he's not going to look to pass it. He's just going to look to score, kind of like he did at the end of the Huddersfield match. He's going to shoot and shoot and shoot, and I'm just mm-hmm. going to assume that one of these like rando shots that he takes is going to go in. You know, um, yeah. so. Uh, but I think the I think Bernardo is tempting too. I mean, the, the, I think the issue for a lot of us is that we're already tripled up on Man City, um, which which makes him which takes him out of the equation. But I think if you didn't have um, two Man City players, and you know, I don't know, like he's not a bad third option. I think he's nearly yeah. certain to start this final match. You know, and yeah, he, yeah, he's not the he's not the ideal ta- attack shot, but he could have he could have had a goal or an assist in the, in the match today. Definitely. Just going back to Kuhn's uh, note about taking a hit, and before I just delved into my own personal problems with my own team, uh, I think the uh, going into this one final week, I believe like the, the only reason you should be taking a transfer hit is to bring in somebody that just has a theoretically high point ceiling. Yep. If you're burning four to bring in Nathan Redmond. All um, right, Brendan, this leads me this leads me right into the next question then. Uh, uh-huh. Harbuzi asks, if you're chasing a mini league, who is your Hail Mary punt? So it's got to be a big differential. Um, there's a couple of questions that we got that I think tie in with this question or I think are related yeah. to it. Uh, SP, on, SP, Spanish Games, SPA Games on Twitter says, uh, which match is the most likely to have the most ridiculous last match of the season scoreline? Um, and then, uh, I actually met Seward's question about teams on the beach that we already talked about. So basically, yeah. What matches do we think could have an insane scoreline? Right. And if you yeah, look at yeah. the, if you look at things through that lens, I think that gives you your Hail Mary punt, right? Like someone like Zaha, I like him as an option too. I don't see Zaha as a player who can score 17 points in a game week. Right. I see okay. him as somebody who could get a goal and an assist. Like you can maybe get 12 points from him, but is that enough for a Hail Mary punt? Like what is our ceiling for a Hail Mary punt? Like 15, like it's gotta be, I think above 12. Yeah. 12 is 12 is the, is the dividing line. (laughs) I think so too. Cause 12 is like what you want to get from like, that's what you'd expect to get from like a key captain this game week, right? Like Aguero Mm -hmm. or, or Mane looking at these matches. We don't have to go one by one again, but like which matches, do we think could have a really funky scoreline? And I, I think I, I'm with you that Crystal Palace Bournemouth could be like a five, four. Yeah, definitely. And Southampton Huddersfield, I mean, Southampton's defense has been awful recently. Yeah. Yep. And Huddersfield's, you know, as noted, see last 37 weeks are, are <laughs> terrible as well. So that could be another three, three, four, four scoreline for sure. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, I, I, I guess I just poo-pooed Nathan Redman a second ago, but um, it would at least be a fun pick. And, yeah. and, and I'm attracted to teams that are playing home in the last week of the season. That's yeah. why one of the other big differentials, the big punt, Eden Hazard in pretty good form right now. He is kind of known throughout the years as having comparatively bad away form. Mm-hmm. And Leicester, just look at how they performed at the Etihad defensively today. They they are really so, they're a really solid team. So you, you you do wonder how Chelsea is going to do. They're not are they going to be able to run up a scoreline against Leicester in the last week? I'm not so sure. But yeah. Hazard is one of those players, right? Where if you're going to really punt and make it count, it would be somebody like him. What about Spurs? Everton has a little bit of potential. The Everton's defense might be a little too good, but I that is just a match that. I feel like both teams could just kind of go for it a little bit, you know, like kind of yes, like yes. maybe Watford at West Ham for that matter too. If, if Watford actually plays a strong sky, like, like that could be like Watford West Ham actually might be that, that one has like some like four, four potential. <laughs> you know? It's true. Yeah. It's true. I like that. I like, I like that. But then it's like, who do you go for? Maybe it's Arnautovic or Mikel Antonio for West Ham. Mm-hmm. But I think, yeah, come back, coming, yeah. coming back to Everton, Sigurdsson, yeah. even Richarlison, the forgotten FPL asset. Yeah, is he healthy though? Right, because he's had this like rib problem. He had to go off a, again um, over the weekend, so he might be, he might be a little too risky. But I, I, I do like Sigurdsson. I, I think Dela Dela was tricky because again, yeah, you, you never want to make a transfer in game week thirty eight for a player who might not play or might not start. Um, and I think there there is that possibility there, but I if he plays, I really like him as a as an option, you know, even as kind of like a a possible like differential captain choice. And Deeney's back. What about Deeney? Sure, Deeney too. Yeah, I mean, you know that like uh, Jimenez to Deeney for thirty eight. I mean, you'd expect Deeney to play, right? He just set out three matches, so um, yeah. you know, like it's not like Deeney needs another rest right he, you know he just missed like yeah. you know two and a half weeks of, of football so um anyone else you know callum wilson what do you think about callum wilson a way to pass yeah i can't believe i haven't even thought about him until now given, given everything i've said about the palace bournemouth match um i do think wilson is really wilson or or fraser i suppose mm-hmm. i guess i'm just i'm locked into this um home team thought process yeah everton aside but uh that's, that's why it's got me thinking about Palace over Bournemouth here. But yeah, I like Wilson. And I see you have uh, Rondon down as well. I am, I believe my prediction for this Fulham Newcastle game is it's going to be like a, a 1 1 draw. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It, isn't it funny? Like Fulham are, and they actually played really well away to Wolves too. Like they, they have played so well the last few game weeks that I don't know about you, but I feel like I actually like have a little bit of hope now that like they might actually like bounce back, you know, after one year down there, like it feels like there's like the pieces of a decent team all of a sudden. Maybe, maybe they're that. I, I think the team is going to be reconstituted and in a different way. I don't know. Building I mean, I, I mean, he's kind of emerged weirdly. As, <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, no one cares. Um, my <laughs> prediction, my, the one thing that you can bank on in this match is that Mitrovic scores. Okay. That's going to happen. That's a bank. Let's take it to the bank. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Are you saying this because you don't want your competitor, Dave uh, Wagner-Lodal, to, to drop Mitro from his side, Brandon? Is there any uh, 
Is there some no, gamesmanship I, I, going on here? Maybe a little bit. I, I mean, I, I really, I really don't want Dave to beat me, and I don't want him to beat me on the back of <laughs> Mitrovich. <laughs> yeah, I will say Mitro will score. I'm not guaranteeing guaranteeing anything beyond those four points. Okay. He'll score with no bonus. And right. he'll get a yellow card. I'm gonna so, do. Nice. I'm gonna do gun to your head though. Right now, gun to your head. You have to pick one player to be your hail mary punt pick this game week. All right, who are you gonna pick? Gilfie Sigurdsson. Wow. Okay, I like that. That's different. All right. Um, I think just based on this kind of list that I have pulled here, I think I think I'm gonna go with Callum Wilson. Um, I, I like the Crystal Palace defense. I think they have had a great season. I don't see this as a game where they're going to feel like they need to try particularly hard. And um, I just I just see that as an open match. And I feel like Kellen Wilson can be very explosive. I think of all the kind of differential players that we're talking about right now, he's probably the one that has the most you know double-digit point returns this season. I would probably pick Jerry D if I was certain he was going to start. You know, if I didn't have a little bit mm-hmm. of doubt that he might get rest for the FA Cup final. Um, but if I like if, if it just came out that he was definitely going to start, then I think he would be my pick for for like a real differential captain, because this kind of reminds me of that Cardiff City game where it's just like West Ham are not going to put up a lot of fight. I don't think defensively, you know, and so I think this yeah. could be a really open match. I mean, I, I agree with you on the Palace defense if Sacco and Tompkins are playing, but they're probably both out. So, I mean, yeah. Martin Kelly's wonder own goal over the weekend and then fossilized Scott Dan back there. I I, yeah. I like it. I, I think Wilson could have a, could have a what joyous a, what championship about, Sunday. What about Arnie? We didn't talk about him at all. Scored a brace over the weekend. Any Any temptation there? I mean, Watford's defense is not good. I don't know. Uh... It, it doesn't stimulate me. <laughs> okay, I know we've both been we've both been burned by Arnie so many times this year. It's hard to it's hard to recommend him. All right, uh, let's see if we have any more game week thirty eight questions here. Uh, oh, okay, this is a good one. Like Amani says, with squad rotation rife in game week thirty seven, how important is it to have fifteen possible starters in your squad this week? It's a good question. It's a great question, especially if we're heading into game week four or five. But I think, like Omani, at this point, your team is what it is, for better or worse. Right. See previous comments about taking transfer hits. It's kind of like, well, what are you going to do if you don't have 15 <laughs> players? That's you know, true. Like take, take multiple hits just to shore up the bench. I, it, well, okay. it's, time, it's just time here's, to roll the dice here. Okay, here's where it's relevant, though. So, like, looking at my squad right now, there is a temptation for me to move Jimenez to another forward, right? But I, I don't want to do that and then, and then put Sun on the bench and just, like, just whatever. Like, he's just there. But my concern okay. is that is that there is a chance that one of my starting 11 won't play, in which case I don't want to – I don't want Johnny – or dunk my two defenders. I don't want either of those two players getting anywhere close to the pitch. So instead, I feel like I have to replace Sun because I need to have at least one bench option available to me. Who's like who's left? Can I decent. can I translate what you're actually saying? Sure. <laughs> here's what here's what you're actually saying. Josh, okay. Is um is actually. To be a shrewd manager, it wouldn't be the end of the world if Johnny or Dunk got onto the pitch. But you look at Son on the bench and you say that is that's a a 
player whose budget is the shape of a midfielder who could turn the tide for you in any game week. Mm -hmm. So it does feel like an opportunity lost. So mm -hmm. I, maybe it's, maybe it's contextual. Yeah, um, may, maybe. I, think I mean, it's so hard, but, but, but I think it's, it's so an, hard to do. Yeah. It. Yeah. I, but I just, I think it's an important question because I, I do think that a lot of people don't have anyone on their bench. And as someone who tried to bench boost last year in game week 38, and ended up like I think I barely scratched out eleven starters, you know, like there was so much rotation. So I mean, I do think you need at least one plain person on your bench, wouldn't you say? Like one decent option. Yeah. Yes, I okay. would agree with All that. Right. Good, we yes. got there. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> All right, I'll take the next question here. It comes from Matt FPL with league positions pretty much wrapped up. Is it time to get rid of Arsenal, Manchester United assets and look at some differentials? He uh, Matt uh, mentions Redmond, Zaha, Rondon, and so on. We've we've kind of touched upon various aspects of this question, but it's interesting that Matt points out teams like Arsenal and Manchester United mm -hmm. to move their assets on. I mean, you're talking about bringing Pogba in. Does the fact that Arsenal and United are now outside the top four and put you off them? in any way like they're they're miserable miserable form yeah, i would never consider an arsenal player uh that's for sure um what if you what if you had an arsenal player yeah would you be looking to get rid of them well not for a hit i mean i you know i mean they play burnley away it's i mean it's not a great fixture for them and it'll be just like three days after the um europa league semifinal as well in spain so there's even you know, there's even travel involved Spain's a beautiful country, Josh. <laughs> That's true. It's in, in May. It's got to be nice. But um, yeah, it's a tricky one. I mean, I guess if I were you, that's that's, and you were looking to burn points, that's probably where you'd do it, right? Would be would, would it be Lacazette. I don't know. It's no my my team's my team is uh, is a bit of a basket case here. I mean, <laughs> my front line, it's it's Lacazette, Jimenez, and Rashford. Right, and you would think like. Rashford and Manchester United in terrible form. Lacazette coming off of, as you mentioned, the Europa League match. Jimenez away Liverpool. Terrible fixture. Right. So, yeah, I mean, just pull one out of the hat and burn four. I, I don't know. I think right now I think Lacazette is the least of my problems. We'll see if he plays the full 90 midweek. And if he does, then, yeah, maybe he moves to the top of the list. Right. Why don't you just burn like 16? You know, just like set yourself up for <laughs> set yourself up for game week thirty nine. That's that's being played here in the United States, right? So you'll be if you all sure. set, yeah, the much it's like the nineteenth hole, that's where we all just uh, have a few drinks and, yeah. and talk about the, talk about the life. I mean, I, okay, yeah. I mean, to, to take the question seriously, I I would not. Uh, it doesn't feel like a big priority to me to get. I mean, I may not have played played Cardiff City at home. Like, come on, you're not going to drop those players, you know. Unless it absolutely comes out, they're not going to play. I mean, yeah, like it's been disappointing how they played. It's it's annoying, but I mean, you just don't drop players before a home fixture that good. I, you know, it's just it wouldn't. I would never do that. Um, you know, Arsenal. It's it's not a great fixture, but Burnley have nothing to play for either. You know, um, and I, I don't see why Arsenal couldn't score a goal or two in that match. Yeah. All right. Uh, Ishan Ghosh asks, "What's the ideal team distribution for game week thirty eight? I'm on two Liverpool and Man City each do a triple up, target home teams, opponents of bad teams, attackers from beach teams, and hope for hope the match ends 4-4. So I think here's how I, I think you should frame your answer, Josh. Mm -hmm. Okay. Is uh, if you're bringing in a player, mm -hmm. do, you, do you target 
Manchester City or Liverpool because they're the two best teams and they're likely right. to field the strongest lineup? Or do you target a high ceiling differential? Which do you which do you look to first, assuming you're not tripled up on Liverpool or City? Yeah, well, I mean, it depends on where you are. I mean, if you're if you're in first place by nine points or something, then I would focus on Liverpool and Man City because um, they're the highly owned players, the ones who are most likely to hurt you. Um, if you're chasing, then yeah, I probably try to find one of those teams that we talked about before. You know, I try to get a. Um, a Watford or West Ham player is somebody from Crystal Palace. I think you're right about Crystal Palace, by the way. I, I think that is that is the one spot I would go to if I was looking for, you know, just Bachwai or or you know Zaha or Millie, like just one of those. Even like PVA, if you like, if you needed a defensive transfer, like I just think, you know, I think that I think there could be a lot of points in that match. So I, I also just think it's more fun. I don't know. There's something about having like. Going into game week 38 and having a player that like you just know their ownership is gonna be under like 15%. And like that's like that's your pick this week. That's like the mm-hmm. that's the guy you're you're pulling for. Um I just think yeah. that's I think, think it's more fun. PVA really turned the tide in game week 38 at the end of last season. Palace had yeah. a huge game. I remember yeah. I think that knocked me knocked me out of uh my OR position because I didn't have any palace assets that kind of sticks in my craw still. Right. Uh, what about Mo? I mean, you know, uh, we haven't talked about Mo Salah at all here. We talked about Liverpool a second ago. Like, is there anything we need to say about that? I mean, my feeling is just that he, we don't know, but he's probably going to play. Right. I mean, it's a concussion protocol. He cannot. What we do know is yes, exactly. As you said, because of the concussion protocol, he cannot play against Barcelona, but he can, by the protocol play on Sunday and he doesn't seem like the type of player that if he can, he will miss a match. No, I mean, we could have a whole other podcast. He's going to want to play this. He's going to want to play this match for sure. All right, Brandon, final, final game week 38 question. And then I've got one bonus question for you. All right. Mm -hmm. FPL fan says who is the best budget striker for game week 38? Okay. How do we define budget striker here? Uh, What's the say sub sub 6 million. Sub six million. Well, I. Well, let's see. It's Lorente or um, Dominic Calvert Lewin. How much is Calvert Lewin? He must be sub six. Obviously. <laughs> yeah, I think he he's like five point two. So you're you're safe there. Uh. Or. Yeah, I don't. What do you think? <laughs> uh, I think Troy Deeney. Um, I like Deeney at home to West Ham a lot. I, he's been rested. Yeah, but he's not sub six. You're cheating. Is is he more than six million? He shouldn't be. That's that's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're right. He's five point eight. Right. Five, yeah. Why do I think? Why do, I feel like he's got the team captain <laughs> yeah, right, bump right, there. You're like he's eight point seven million. What are you talking about? Yeah, he's the best striker <laughs> in the league. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fine. Um, sure. I mean, don't. Don't expect much. It's not Jordan <laughs> IU, I can tell you that much. Yeah, I, I like DCL too. Do you have one? Yeah, those are those are all good picks. Uh, all right, Brandon. And then my bonus question for you is: Let's say all your transfers are done. You've you've burned four. Uh, you set up that bus team. Who is your captain for game week thirty eight? Who are you going to captain? Well, my captain right now is Raheem Sterling. Mm-hmm. We did not see the best of Raheem today against Leicester. Mm-hmm. I don't think we saw the best of. A lot of city attackers. No, it's true. So, you know, interesting to see how they bounce back with the league on the line. But it is Brighton. And, you know, Brighton's defense is, is crap. 
So I feel pretty good about that. Yeah, I think that um, I think that's a good uh, I, I think that's a good pick. I think anyone from Man City is a good pick, including possibly Laporte, who's now like the <laughs> yeah. Talk about differential captain. Maybe just go with Laporte. That guy's like averaging double figures right now. He uh, will never fail you unless you're in a uh, Champions League, a crucial Champions League match. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or it's a double game week situation where you're captain and a defender. Um, yeah, I'm on uh, Sadio Mane right now. Uh, I just, uh, I mean, he's going to start, and I just really like Liverpool at home. I think they, they, they need to win that match. I think they'll, they'll, they'll just have a lot more to play for than Wolves do. Um, and I, it's really, it's just, it, it's to me, it's it's Mane versus Aguero, and maybe Sterling, I guess, but Mane versus Aguero are like the two that I would really, that I really need to think about, you know. And I just, I think. Liverpool being at home is just the decider. Money has been so good at home all season. Um, and so that's that's my pick right now. Yeah, and the thing with Mane, too, you, you could have some concern about Salah's fitness, particularly Firmino's fitness. But the weird thing about Liverpool this season is they haven't required that cavaliering, counterattacking football so much as they just score goals off of crosses from Trent and Rabo. Right. So regardless of what the lineup is, if Mane is starting – he will have chances. So that that's not a huge concern that I have. Yeah, and I think the fact that you know, I don't think Wolves set up like Leicester do in the Man City match. I think that I think the Wolves try to win this match. They try to go for it, you know. There's no reason not to. So um I think that that actually helps um from an FPL perspective, uh, Liverpool, because I mm-hmm. think that um there will be chances on the break, you know, and it'll open up some opportunities for uh for Monty to score. Yeah, I have a real Wolves problem as well with Jimenez and Jota. I really wanted Jota to score against uh, against Fulham. He certainly had many chances to score. Um, and then I feel like I would have fully and completely gotten my money's worth. And then maybe I could have like <laughs> what an insane sp- spent a few points to get rid of him. God, I don't but know. now I feel like I'm kind of stuck with him. He was so good in that match. It was insane that he didn't do anything. Uh, that was that yeah. was crazy. All right, Brennan, let's take a quick break. We'll get back with the lightning round. It's time, Josh, to talk about our good friends at Starting Eleven, the live Premier League fantasy app that you can play for free or better yet, play Starting Eleven for cash prizes. Starting Eleven is available now for your iPhone or Android device any day in which there are two or more Premier League matches. Guess what, Josh? You're in luck. On Sunday, there are 10 matches yes you say just just pick up the starting 11 app target championship sunday you can pick your best 11 man squad with no budgetary restrictions imagine pitting your starting 11 squad just against your regular fpl squad and you you can you could have an entire lineup of all city players yep. just put combined team of city and liverpool it could be all differentials yeah one thing i'll i'll add here too is that if you you know i think this is a, a, t- a you know an opportunity for we're starting 11 in, in fpl like really link up well because you know if you go into starting 11 and you create your team and you build out your perfect 11 the players that you pick for that perfect 11, it may actually inform the transfers that you want to make this week, right? Because yes, you're sort of right, looking yeah. at it with completely fresh eyes, no budgetary restrictions, and it's like, all right, who, who do I want? And then 
And then once you do that, you're like, ah, right, okay. So these are the like this is the these are the teams that I like in my gut feel like are going to do well. Yeah. And the, another cool thing about starting eleven is you can change up your lineup right up until kickoff. So if you miss if if the team sheets come out and your lineup on starting 11 does doesn't quite fit you're locked in with your fpl side but you can tinker with starting 11 even after the team sheets come out yep. and a lot of us are going to be at bars and pubs watching all these matches live you can use the starting 11 app to find other people in the pub anyone who is a pitch length away from you or closer you can geo target them and challenge them to a game or just play with your friends in championship sunday so here are the here's the deal if you're on an iPhone, you can play for cash now in the UK, US, Canada, or Germany. If you're on an Android phone, cash games are also live in the UK, or just pick up the app and play for free wherever you are. Go to the Apple App Store, the Google Play Store, search Starting 11, or visit starting11.io for more details. There are video tutorials there on how to use the app. Any last words for, about Starting 11, Josh? No, just that it's 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 a great app. It's beautifully designed. It's really easy to use. Um, and uh, Brandon, we've been we've been promoting them all year on the podcast. They're a great partner. It's a great site. Uh, we highly recommend you use it. And if you've never used it before, Gaming Thirty Eight is kind of the ideal time to start. Absolutely, starting one one io. All right, Brian, we're back. We've got a special lightning round this time around. It's uh, lessons learned and looking ahead. Oh, sad. Sentimental. Self-reflection. Well, that's yeah. my favorite thing to do. But nevertheless, even though we're going down memory lane or future memory lane, by which I mean we're looking ahead, uh, that's a thing, right? Let's future call it mem- – mem- I'm just going to call it memory lame. My favorite Jim O'Rourke song. <laughs> it's a great song. It's a great album. Uh, all right. Uh, first question is from Get On Red. He says, uh, how will you look back on the 2018-19 season from your team perspective uh, and then from an always cheating community perspective? Whew. Uh, really covering all the ground here, Get On Red. Um, from my own team perspective, I mean, I think I'll echo your sentiments, Josh. It's been a great year for my FPL team. I'm mm-hmm. looking at my... First ever top 10K finish, knock on wood. Mm-hmm. Let's make that happen. Um, I've enjoyed some good luck and some good decisions. Uh, I mean, writ large, it's kind of been an exhausting season and a crazy <laughs> one. Yeah. I think everyone will remember this season. It's yeah. been some real highs and lows. Yeah, just thinking about the always cheating community, we've seen friends of ours um, and listeners kind of go go to some really deep lows with their commitment to FPL. Yeah. Like uh, thinking about our friend James Curral when Pogba missed that penalty, Cameron was a game week 29 or something like that. And, and so many people had him captain and that really cratered a lot of game weeks. Yeah. yeah. So um, highs and lows, but the always cheating community, it's been a great year for the podcast. Yeah. We've grown so much. We've, it's taken on. Of, a, oh, yeah. yeah, exactly. Not to, not to sound like we're, Tooting around a horn or whatever, but yeah, I mean, it's been a ridiculously good year for the podcast, uh, kind of by any any metric, which is uh, which is awesome. I don't know, like I don't know what else to say. It was it's, it was very cool, and um, it makes doing the podcast uh, worthwhile. You know, it makes it feel really satisfying for sure. Um, yeah, I don't have anything else to add, really, other than um, I will say I have not had a a couple of very good seasons, like a couple of seasons going into this where we're just kind of mediocre, you know, um, like good, mm-hmm. but not great. Um, and having a good season is, um, 
it kind of like it's even more exhausting, right? You feel like you can't switch off. You know, like last season, like yeah. maybe I never do completely because we have the podcast, but um, you kind of like don't take your team as seriously. You know, you can kind of have a little more fun, but like when you're, I don't know, it's like uh, it's. I feel like I've just been like so like engaged. I'm like, like that was I. I sort of was tweeting about this yesterday, but there was like a moment, you know, where I'm like, God, it's like it's 10 a.m. here in the states. I'm just sitting here on a rainy day watching them replace the corner flag in the Huddersfield match, and I'm just like, is this really? Am I, man, is this like the ideal <laughs> use of my time, you know? Uh, but, but most of the time I, I think it's, uh, I, I love, I, you know, I just think it's great. It's a fun game and like a ton of my friends play and like a f- new friends that we've made to the podcast. And it's like, you know, I mean, you know, I don't know. It's like, I don't know. It's great. Look I mean, at it. Look at yeah. it this way, Josh. For every friend you lose because you play FBL, <laughs> you gain a new friend. Yeah, exactly. So it's, but no, I mean, it's, 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 it really is true. I mean, at some point, I remember, I, I just think about this Peter Blake thing that he said like a year ago. I think it was when he was on our podcast, but he was like, you know, I just had a moment where I was like, I'm just going to get really into this. And this is just something I am going to get. It was like he just decided that it was okay to do, you know? And I feel like yeah. I have sort of allowed myself to do that same thing where I'm just like, yeah, I'm just going to be really all in. I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, adult in my thirties with a kid. I'm like, it's fine. You know, like I can lean into my like stupid hobbies, <laughs> Yeah, you know? Right. So, all right. Yeah. Ne- next question on lessons learned and looking ahead comes from Dave Newell. He says, I'm heading for my seventh straight red arrow dropping from 62 K to 263 K. Do you have any advice for a manager who doesn't trust his own judgment anymore? <laughs> uh, I find that mine just like varies. It's like it's like form for a striker or something, you know. So I think if I'm Dave, it's just just get through the game week, man. Like just get get through yeah. next Sunday, and then you're gonna feel completely different going into game week one next year. You're gonna totally I, yeah. reset. Yeah, I totally agree. And it's I w- I was telling you this earlier where. There was a point before Laporte had an assist and a clean sheet. I hadn't received a single return from any of my FPL players. Yeah. In weeks like that where the team just isn't working, I kind of step back and think, how does this – it's a miracle that I ever score any points. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. It, it, it's kind of a little miracle whenever your FPL team does well. So I, I feel like it's not – you're not abnormal, Dave. You're fine. Continue to trust yourself. Yeah, like like you say, Josh, you just go through a, a run of bad form. You'll bounce back. Keep the faith. Next question comes from Cantalope. Uh, he says, lessons learned this season. We'll talk a little bit more about this next week, but like, do, does one spring to mind right now? Is there a lesson learned from this season? Yeah, I think my biggest lesson learned is it kind of runs Contra to one of our big rules that we always harp on at the start of the season is that patience is key. Mm -hmm. I still think patience is key, but something I learned this season is the ability to just recognize quicker when something just isn't going to work. I guess to, to find the difference between patience and stubbornness. Right. So I feel like what, what I have been able to do differently this season than in seasons past is where I kind of think, well, just give it another week yeah, and see if it works out when you kind of know in your heart of hearts that maybe you're just being a little stubborn about it. Yeah. I think mine is kind of similar. Um, although the stubbornness thing at least, which is that I, I just, I really like to, um, I get, I don't know, like I, it's hard for me to be like really template with my team and have like kind of the, the standard options. And I really 
forced myself to do that a lot more this season. And I like, I feel like I went into many game weeks with like the identical team, what felt like the identical team to some of the people, but it was like every week there was like, I, I was getting a green arrow, you know, and it was, I was doing well. And I was like, having success. it's like, if you're doing well, it, it doesn't matter if your team is like, you know, as long as you're like, I don't know. The teams are you. You have to remember your team is not that like as similar as you think it is. It's not like it's almost virtually never do you see someone with the identical eleven as you. Virtually never, right? Yeah. Um, right. You know, and certainly not in your mini leagues. I mean, you know, you and I the entire season long, we always had at least three or four different players. You know, and, well, isn't this yeah. a, isn't this a plot point in Back to the Future too? Like if Michael J. Fox meets the other Michael J. Fox in the future and right. they like see each other and touch then the whole space time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it shouldn't be allowed to happen, at least not in a mini league. <laughs> um, yeah. We'll talk about this more next week. Uh, Tim FPL says, what would you do differently next season? Oh, good question. Good question. I don't know. I'll only know it when I'm, when I'm sort of there, I guess. Yeah. Um, what I'll, okay, I'll, here's what I'll do differently this next season is just keep keep fine-tuning to get players from the best teams. Like, I feel like I tried to dance around Manchester City mm-hmm. for certain parts of the season. And whenever I did, you know, whatever gains I made over here, I lost for not having a Manchester City player. Right. So to just constantly defer to the best teams in the league, I think will always benefit you. And that's something that I think burned me a few times. Yeah. I think for me, I would, uh, I think I I feel like I got a little too cute with the chips. Um, and I would have played the triple captain sooner. Um, and ideally in a double game week or at least in a good, like, I don't know, like I, I just waited too long and I forced myself to be in a position where I had to play it at home to Leicester, which is just not a, Lester's a little too good for a triple captainship, you know, and uh, it just, <laughs> yes. what you know, but I, I sort of psyched myself out of 38. I got nervous about it. I, I don't want to get too specific here, but like, I feel like that was next year. I will just, there were a lot of times when people used a chip and like, like a triple captain, like game week five, you know, and everyone's like, you'll be sorry. And it's like, no, it actually worked. <laughs> it was mostly fine. You know, you can just use it whenever there's a great fixture and it's probably going to be okay. Um, you know, a double game week is probably a little better. It's a little safer. Um, but uh, you definitely can't wait too long. So um, that's the biggest thing I want to change. Cool. Uh, all right. We have one more question to finish out our lightning round, our quasi lightning round. Uh, it's from Chris Daycare. who asked, this is definitely the first year where I've been desperate for the whole thing to be over. I don't think I've ever been so inconsistent in my life. Top 10K finish in 2020. Book it. <laughs> yeah. So Chris Chris is booking his trip to the top 10K already. I love the faith. Do it, Chris. Uh, yeah, I don't even really have anything to say there. I just like that because I liked how optimistic he was. You know? Whatever. Yeah. I also, yeah, 1920 is almost here, man. You also don't have to be doing poorly to be desperate for this whole thing to be over. I mean, I feel like every week you and I were having really decent seasons comparatively and we're still just like exhausted and ready to be done. Yeah. Yeah. I I was yawning as you say that, you know, the season is incredibly long and yet it's amazing how um, you're three months away and next August will roll around. And I once again will not be able to sleep before the first Saturday of the season because I'll be so excited. We will be, we will be licking our lips and scratching our necks like (laughs) the true addicts that we are. Exactly. Exactly. No Friday night fixture next season to open the season. I, I, I love that early Saturday. Give me the early Saturday. 
You know, it's just not quite the same. Yeah, like you're opening, front. like you're waking up to open open Christmas, Christmas morning. Present. Exactly, exactly. Christmas morning in August. All right, Brandon, that is the pod. Uh, as we mentioned before, we'll doing a season wrap up uh, next week. Uh, we got a lot of things to wrap up too. We need to we need to celebrate the winners of our Patreon draft league teams. Um, we have to celebrate the winner of our Patreon league, the Iowa Street Super League. We got a lot of people to um, to congratulate next week. Um, I don't think I don't think we'll be winning any of that stuff, though, Brad. Uh, it will be the yeah. always cheating honor guard episode. Yes, yeah, exactly. We'll, we'll talk. We'll about, have, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll have to get more more deep into lessons learned and things yeah. that we're going to try and focus on next season. I, exactly. I think we can we can tighten that up a little bit and talk about a few a few concrete things. And um, yeah, maybe we'll talk about some highlights from the season as well. Uh, and we'll ask people to to share theirs too, Brandon. Gaming 38, it's a few days away. You and I are going to be doing a, I think, a dual kitchen table sessions, right, for our Patreon listeners this week? We may as well. I mean, people people want to know what it's like to sit sit at both of our kitchen tables at the same time. <laughs> it's, it's going to be kind of incredible. Yeah, well, we should wait. Yeah, if we could even do it on, like, Friday night, that'd be perfect after all the press conferences and everything. So we'll talk We'll talk more offline about that. But we'll definitely be doing a... Uh, uh, actually, we could do it on like Saturday afternoon, for that matter. Uh, so we'll be doing uh, one of those. And uh, yes, if you want to become a Patreon supporter, support the podcast, uh, go to patreon.com slash alwayscheating. Uh, we have producers to thank, Brandon. Yeah, big thanks to our producers, Mike DiPietro, Stephen Toomey, Sam Street, Carl Rasmus, Lini Granley, Chris Howell, Rafi Khan, Martin Savage, Rick Brailsford, Jim Payne, Adam Benjamin, Max Chamberlain, Brian T. Trevor Ingerson, Chris Carter, DeBig Gafford, Danny Evans, Baba's Coon, Jeff Husby Movie, Ben Grant, James Holland, Matt Ritter, Oyvind Anderson, and Kajitan. Remember to subscribe to the podcast. Always Cheating is available at fine podcast vendors everywhere. Yep. You got your Apple Podcast, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Acast. Where do you get where do you get the Always Cheating Podcast, Josh? Uh, Brandon, I listen on everything. I listen on a little Spotify, a little SoundCloud. I, I normally listen to the Apple, uh, the podcast app, which uh, I don't know. I, I, sometimes I feel like it's unfairly maligned. I actually think the Apple podcast app is, is perfectly fine. So you're, you're, you're saying thousands of our downloads are attributed to just you going around <laughs> listening to all sorts of platforms. Only one. <laughs> I'm, 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 one listen. Uh, I just I vary which ones I listen to it on. Uh, you know, I want I want to make sure all the all the like the various ones work. You know, it's like I've even listened on Stitcher. I'm just like, all right, let's make sure we can actually download a pod on these on these devices. Some quality assurance right there. Yeah, no matter where you listen, feel free to give us a five star review or write us a review wherever you download the podcast. Also, follow us on the social channels. Joshua, you know where we are. That's where are we? We're at Hail Cheaters uh, Instagram. We're Hail Cheaters Facebook. We're Facebook.com slash Always Cheating. Uh, email us Hail Cheaters at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website to find all this and a lot more, uh, alwayscheating.com. That's where we have our shop, where you can buy T-shirts, mugs, sweatshirts, and so on. And, Brennan, I just I didn't get a chance to say it before, but uh, just a, another bonus thank you to uh, all of our producers, all of the Lord Sorloth patrons, all the patrons at, at any pledge level, um, especially those people who have supported us the entire year. Um, I think, you know, probably 75% big, of these. Big pa- I mean, the, the Volkswagen patrons get billing over the Lord Sorloth patrons. I'm, yeah, of course they do. Yes. Uh, all of them, Brandon. They're, they're all great. Everyone <laughs> supports the podcast, uh, but you know, I think seventy-five percent or so of our producer patrons uh, have been producer patrons the entire year, and uh, it's uh, you know, I just don't want it to go unremarked upon how much we appreciate it. Absolutely not. You guys are all awesome, um, man. All right, one more week to go, guys. Uh, bring it on home, 
And we'll be back next week for, um, what do you call it? A uh, moratorium? <laughs> we'll see. We'll see if it's a, if it's, if it's a wake or what kind of... A post-mortem? <laughs> what the, what the, yeah, with the post-mortem. Uh, we'll see what the vibe is like uh, next week, Brandon. But uh, for Brandon Kelly, I have been Josh Landon. I am signing us off. Good night. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.